do I have to fuck to get off this boat? Fork. Fuck. It's, it's fork. I like rocks. I love rocks. This is weird. That's cool. You two don't give a shit about rocks. But what you do seem to care about is gigantic dead bodies. Weird. And I don't really have anything to contribute in the gigantic dead body arena! Watch it fucking side me! Weird. Well, happy Alien Day, everyone. Alien Day 2020. Um, the world is a mess, and here we all are about to record uh, a another episode of our shit show, which is exclusively available on Patreon, but we're making it public right now during this crisis. So we thought we all thought it would be a great time to get together and talk about a masterpiece of a film <laughs> <laughs> called Alien vs. Predator. And we're joined by several guests, but first, my co-host and partner, Patrick Green. What up, bitch? How you doing? I'm good. And we're joined by uh, three other awesome people. Our One of our regulars, Michael McCulloch. Thank you for coming. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. A new regular, Mike Dennis. Thank you, sir. It's great to have you oh, back no again. Oh, no I don't know, I got anything else to do today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I hear the beaches are open. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, although there were a bunch of people on the beach yesterday out here in Los Angeles. Um, and last but certainly not least, esteemed guest, Aaron Percival. Thank you for coming on. Last no minute, worries. as always. Always, always with you guys. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I was having a look through my messages with um, Patrick earlier. Um, because I wanted to see when when the the last last minute one was, and he actually, <laughs> he actually gave me warning for an episode at one what would have been one a.m. in the morning for me. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Well, yeah. that's that's the perfect organism service, Aaron. You know, I mean, AVP Galaxy, you guys do it right. You know, we but we have this kind of old school thing here where we just sort of go crazy right before the episode starts and think, what are we going to do, and then panic and then call. The you know basically the authority on on <laughs> all things Alien vs Predator and then peer oh, pressure him into joining us at the last minute. So thank you. Well, were, were you expecting that immediate response? <laughs> I, I, was, <laughs> I saw you were available. Okay, I, I looked at least. I was like, okay, it's light screen. <laughs> we're doing this in the daytime. It's almost Alien Day. Uh, I'm going to go for it, and I'm but glad I did also, because you're the best know, guest we could have right now. We know that Aaron, you are on the lookout for news. Alien news, <laughs> AVP news. So I'm sure you're always kind of like glancing at your phone. I'm the same way. I'll wake up and check. Uh, Is there anything dropping? You know, that's fair. I was actually waiting for Adam to show up so we could play some Predator. But you know, I'll give you, I'll give you guys hour and a half the time. Oh my God, hunting grounds, Aaron. We got to talk about this. First off, we should be playing this together because uh, I was uh, doing a lot of parties last night and getting my ass kicked and enjoying that game quite a lot. Buggy though it is. Yep. Yep. But what are you on PC, PlayStation, no, PS4? Yeah, nice. Drop drop me an invite in a bit then, and uh, come and jo- you can come and f- join us on our stream after this is done. Perfect. Um, so, so for those of you who uh, have not already heard our aliens commentary, although you know what, we don't even know what order we're dropping these tomorrow, so there's a chance you haven't heard that yet. Spoiler alert: There's an aliens commentary also on Alien Day. Just in case you haven't done that or our alien commentary from last year, I'm going to give you a super quick little rundown on how this is going to work, okay? So first off, high level, 
the purpose of this is to sit down and watch a movie with friends. This is not going to be a super in-depth, you know, film study commentary. This is just basically a bunch of your, you know, buddies with their feet up watching a movie that is a lot of fun to uh, both watch and make fun of. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. So, uh, you know, if you don't start the, the playback at the exact right moment, don't panic. It's all good. It's going to be good. But what we will do to get it as close as possible is in a couple of seconds, I'll give you a heads up. We're going to do a little countdown. Okay. So uh, when it gets, it's going to go three, two, one, go. And the go needs to be the beginning of the 20th century Fox fanfare. So, this is the theatrical release of AVP. This is not the unrated cut. This is the theatrical version of it. There might be an unrated next year. Who knows? But for now, this is theatrical. And uh, at the countdown, it's going to be three, two, one, go. Make sure that you have it queued up so that the go lands when the fanfare starts with the rump bump, rump bump, Okay? So right now, I want you to go ahead and pause this if your movie is not queued up yet. And then check back in. Uh, and... Uh, here we go. So, uh, panel, make sure you're also ready to go. I'm going to go ahead and pull my playback up here, and we're going to do a countdown. Ready? It's going to go three, two, one, go. All right. Look at this relic of of the past. Twentieth century. I know, right? Still giving me goosebumps. Oh yeah. That's just the coronavirus. <laughs> you gotta get that. Oh one. man! <laughs> I grew up in the '80s. I'm immune. <laughs> yeah, I did enough stupid Me too. stuff in my Me life. Too. I played in dirt. <laughs> I didn't play in virtual dirt. That sounds like a porn site. Virtual dirt. Oh, that does. That's a good name. Ooh. Anybody see this in the theater? Yeah, yeah I do. Oh, opening night. Yep, yeah. I agreed. Doesn't Mike sound a little bit like Dave when he talks? <laughs> <laughs> he does. This is why for years I was like, these guys have to meet each other. Cause like, <laughs> and you also have the same like dirty sense of humor too. So you get, it's perfect. <laughs> you got to admit, this is a good, um, fake opening. Yeah. With the queen yeah. silhouette. Oh, yeah, for sure. I thought a lot of the stuff they did was pretty good, but to some of it was just, it was too much. It was almost like they tried to put too much little, like, I guess you call Easter eggs in there. It's like it almost took over because that's all you were looking for. Mm, I suppose the same could be said of any franchise movie these days. It pisses me off with dialogue, but... Yeah. I can't do that, Dave. I know, what the hell? I, I never even saw, thought about that, but that is clearly <laughs> a Hell 9000 reference. Totally. So, so Aaron, you, you know, more than I, I just for anybody who's listening who hasn't picked up on this yet, uh, Aaron, Aaron has been a, a huge fixture in fandom for a very long time. Oh, I got Although, a, a Tom Woodruff and Alec Junior there. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah Tom, right there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Al uh, and, and Al Gillis, yeah. And uh, and Aaron, you, you, uh, you know, among other things, run AVP Galaxy, or you know, with a, a really great crew. And uh, so AVP, I would imagine, is very close to your heart as a film, uh, as well as the comics and the games and everything else, too. But uh, in, in your opinion, like, where does this rank in terms of, you know, franchise uh, stuff? <laughs> it depends on my mood. Um, this is a film that I either love or hate, depending mm -hmm. on how I'm feeling at the time. Um, but... <sighs> 
I don't know, probably towards the middle somewhere. I mean, the, the games are so much better. There's so many of the comics that are so much better. Um, but this is far from the worst piece of AVP um, media. <coughs> Requiem. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that this opens up with, uh, what's her, this character, I can't remember her name right now. Lex. But Lex. Lex, yes. In a similar setting as Elizabeth Shaw in Prometheus. I mean, she's climbing up a mountain, but they're still on a mountainside. Oh, yeah, and she's in the field. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It, there's a lot of similarities between Prometheus and AVP. Yeah. AVP, Aside. of course, is the, the better film of the two. <laughs> oh, it, it absolutely <laughs> is the better two. Oh, yeah. You know what? You know what? I would probably give it more on entertainment factor because Prometheus just frustrates the shit out of me. Yeah. There's just some smarter dialogue, smarter characters, you know. Yeah, well, I don't think anybody does anything stupid in this. That, <sighs> and look, there's a scene just like, like in Prometheus, where they open. There's an opening, and then they okay. go in and they discover something. Yeah. I see. This is the real reason that Ridley Scott didn't want to acknowledge AVP with the behind-the-scenes crew because he yeah. was just remaking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no plagiarism. Is that what you choose to believe, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that early 2000s camcorder. Oh, yeah. It's probably like mm-hmm. one of the first digital camcorders. Yeah. Now, see, I never got this scene. I mean, what? what Waylon's going to come all the way to Mexico to, to grab these two guys who found nothing? I mean, is he trying, trying, just trying to find the worst archaeologist he can find? <laughs> and just throw buttloads of money at them? It's, it's, like, it's like Daniel Jackson in Stargate, though. They had the right theories. Totally. <laughs> There's something very Jurassic Park about this beginning. Oh, yeah, it is. Sure. Yeah, Michael, I know. yeah, it is. Yeah. And very Star Wars. I say it every time. Every time I see it, I'm like, what? Ha- what is it with all these rich guys just showing up, sitting in your house, and waiting for you to walk in the door? <laughs> yeah, it's right. Like there's no, there, you know, nobody has locks. Nobody has anything. You just kind of, oh, hey, walk in. There's a rich guy sitting in my house. Yeah, and there's you know helicopters, you know, picking them around. Yeah, this is a Jurassic Park sequel, I think. Totally. Sped no expense. <laughs> <laughs> JP two or JP three? There's a JP three feeling to this, I gotta say. But oh, in, yeah. in, in my in my head, I'm thinking the first one. Yeah, the the first that scene uh, at the dig is definitely the first one with Attenborough coming down in the helicopter. I, of course, was in a Ridley Scott film. Which one? Uh, Black Hawk Down. Oh, okay. Oh, this guy here, you mean? Yeah, you and Bremer. Oh yeah. I can remember I can remember seeing this movie. I can remember seeing it in the theater and I I was like jacked for like 3 or 4 months ahead of time just waiting for this cuz I was a, I was big into the comics and the original Aliens versus Predator is the one that set me off to all this. And I can remember sitting there and just waiting for this movie and sitting in the theater with my jaw dropped and like now I look back at it and you kind of you know, some parts you sort of, you know, tear down or build up and stuff, but it's still just, it was such an awesome experience in the theater. Mm. Especially if com- you'd been waiting for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going to completely recant some of the stuff that I said earlier. I don't think that this movie is shit at all. I think it's a really fun time. I think it's, again, a better film than Prometheus. The characters are pretty smart. Um, I think it's well put together. It's tight. You know, it's not like the greatest film ever, but yeah, there you go. Uh, I think somebody once described it as inoffensive, and I think that's <laughs> yeah. 
Whereas okay. Requiem is offensive. Okay. Yeah, Requiem is actively. I can't offensive. wait till we crucify that movie. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking destroy that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm like afraid of what I'm gonna sound like on that episode, but it's gonna happen. Requiem, Requiem pissed me off just for the simple fact that like all they tried to do was jam as much nostalgic stuff into that movie as possible, and it was absolutely just putrid. It was so dark, that it just oh, it drives me nuts because I really had high hopes for that movie. That's why this one's probably my favorite, just because it. I just think they. They tried too hard, and all it did was just dumb the movie down. Yeah. Hey, look, this scene is just like Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Wait a minute, that's not but Wayland. How how cool was it having Lance back at oh, this point? Oh, it was though? awesome. It it gave it gave it uh, legitimacy in in some ways, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, and you know, the course. funny thing is is, is like he was incredible in Aliens. I mean, Bishop, that just was just an awesome portrayal in his. But to be honest with you, in Aliens Three, his short cameos as like the broken down robot or of Android were awesome. Like when she brings him back to life, she finds him in the like the junk pile. Oh, those scenes were so great. I agree. Oh, but those are some of the best scenes in the whole franchise. Oh. Some of the heart of the film for sure. It really yeah. is. Very, very tender moments. And the animatronic work as well. Oh yeah. When I was at uh, ADI, I hoped that they would have had it still, but of course they didn't. I bet that thing had rotted to pieces by now, uh, surely. But they had the dog there, you know. Which one? As in what big little? Uh, the little dog that the alien came out of, like with all the all the stuff. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. I don't Good remember if it was Spike. Yeah, I don't remember if it was on your interview with them, Jamie, or if it was somewhere else. But uh, I think it was. Yeah. So when when they were talking about the the developments in silicone that they needed to to get uh, to make that the the sort of the destroyed bishop look more lifelike, how they were like having all these different types of like mixtures when they were pouring it to try to get the like ratios correct so that it would look kind of like flesh. And then it really like what's amazing is that it really looks like Lance Henriksen is is like in there acting, but it's just a bunch of servos and some, you know, rubber over the top of it. But that, that that's like I mean that the junk pile scene in Alien Three is I think holds up like super, super well. A lot of Alien Three holds up incredibly well apart from the um the rod puppet stuff, I think. And you know what else holds up pretty fucking well? Your Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> and, yeah. and my mom. It was, this movie, yeah. really, I, I like it so much more now than I did when it came out. Every time we talk about it, I like it more. Every time yeah. the kids want to put it on, I'm like, this movie's like fucking good. Yeah. It's it, Like you said, it, it's, it's inoffensive. It's not going to change the world. But if you want to like throw on a good flick and just like kind of just peace out a little bit in the middle of a fucking global pandemic, like this is a, you can't, you can't go wrong with this, you know? I loved I loved Alexa Wood. Her character was awesome. Yeah. Because she she is she is the next she well, I guess she was trying to be, and I think they did it great. And for me, she's an awesome, strong female character. Like she really is. Like they don't give her nearly enough credit. No, not at all. I agree. I agree. Sana Lathan in this was was really enjoyable. Have you spoken with her, Aaron, on your show? No, no, I've reached out to her, but you know how it is with reaching out to the celebs. Yeah. Now would be the best time because they're all sitting at home. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, if people don't know who are listening to this, AVP Galaxy has uh, a, a terrific podcast that's been going for a very Aww. long time also that uh, you should you should subscribe to, in addition to Perfect Organism. 
and you should share and rate. Yeah. Just follow everybody. That's what uh, I did. You guys do. You guys do really, really good stuff, and and you you get a lot of really great exclusive interviews on things. So, Thanks, make sure you man. check them out. We'll have one up today, actually, with Mark Verhaden, the um, the original Alien Three, Four, and Five writer. It's Verhaden. Yeah, I've always thought it was Verhaden my entire life. I've just gone Verhaden. I'm sure I called him Verhaden in the episode. However, they pronounce it in this film because the character in, in in here is named after him. That's how it is. Yep. <laughs> is it really? That's perfect. Yeah. He's supposedly a bit of a joke in it, Italy. Um, I forget the actor's name. Buomo. I have no idea how to pronounce his last, it. His last name is Buomo, I think. What's that Studio ADI film that they made that Alec Harbinger goes? Down. Yes, it reminds me of Harbinger that, too. Down, yeah. A mm-hmm. little bit. The boat and... The Arctic setting. Yeah. But then again, I guess that's more of a throwback to The Thing rather than it oh, is Oh, it's to, totally um, The Thing. Yeah. yeah. The shit as it was... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 it's not good. As shit as it was setting this thing on Earth... You've got to at least give them the um, the Arctic setting as a way of mm-hmm. getting it out of the way and keeping yeah. it yeah. remote and you know giving it that sensation totally. of being elsewhere. And at least it didn't take place in like an abandoned silo or something. It was actually an alien um, s- structure. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have really screwed it up and put it in a small Colorado town. Yeah. That, that's great, <laughs> isn't it? Like a pizza delivery guy. Okay, it's it's Raul Bova, not Buomo. It's, yeah. I don't know who Buomo is, but yeah, Bova. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be a bit of a joke. Here's one of your Easter eggs. Yep. See, this stuff I don't think is massively. Oh no no! Some of the stuff is good. It's done well. It's done like tasteful, and it's it's a cool nod. But I think some things they 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 weren't needed to be put in, and they did. And it kind of like you're like, okay, we get it. Like I understand. Like we were just saying about the satellite that sort of has the silhouette of the queen. I think that's awesome. That was one of the coolest scenes when the movie first started in the theater, and you see that that that. Came Here's up. another one. Incredible. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But there's some stuff like they don't even tie in with the movie. Like it, it's just like okay, we got to make sure we, we got to make sure we do a nod to the original Predator. Okay, we got to do like that's the kind of stuff when you alter your movie just so you can stick something in. That kind of that's where it gets a little crazy. This a lot of this movie they did do very well though. If, if there are any, shout them out because I'd be interested. It's 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 the dialogue repeat that pulls me out. They're the I I cannot express just how much reusing dialogue fucks me off in sequels oh yeah but yeah and it's kind of like like yeah we get it we understand this is a sequel we understand this is a follow-up to the original film like um at least prometheus didn't do that but alien covenant did uh, that over and over and over over and over yes go on oh you know what i was just i was thinking about that you guys were talking about uh about verheiden and he's, uh, I forgot that he was in, um, what, uh, Ridley Scott's movie with, uh, The Gladiator. The actor. Yep, I forgot he was in The Gladiator. Oh, that was the one I was trying to think where I knew I saw him Tommy somewhere. Tommy Flanagan? Think yes, yes, Tommy Flanagan, that's it. Yep. He's uh, in uh, Westworld. 
and Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah, the, the, yeah, and he's got a, a legitimate Glasgow smile, which is something that uh, yeah. makes him even more badass. Jamie, come on, give me some examples, then. Um. Okay. So when she says, "I can only think of one." Space. Um, there yeah, but that's not a dialogue thing. Well, yes, it is. She goes, we're going to blow this fucker out into space, number one. Um, okay, she said, I suppose. Um, and then there's like three or four more, but I'll get to it at some point. I'm sure there's a Hicks in there, the I'll do us both thing. <laughs> yeah. But that's the only one I can think of. You know, for ages after this came out, I was obsessed with these Hagland, Hugland machines for some reason. It was a random-ass thing to take from it, but... This reminds like the me ice of... machines? Yeah, the, the ice truck thing. Yeah, and I love I, and you know what I love about it? And this this is alluding to something that I think Jamie was saying a while ago. Uh is that like if if this were set in like, you know, in the sort of place where Requiem was set or the sort of place where the most recent Predator piece of shit was set, like it, it wouldn't have the same like sort of alienness to it. But even though this is on Earth, yeah, and, and uh Aaron, you were saying this too, even though it's on Earth, it's in kind of an an, an inherently alien part of earth so the uh-huh. technology that they use isn't technology we see all the time right the way they they get there isn't comfortable you get that sort of almost like the vietnam kind of you know aspect of it where they're kind of out of their element and like so there's there's this nice sense of kind of removal in the midst of the familiarity and i think part of why it works with this movie is it's a nice balance of both of those two things well look at the the setting too i mean think about the uh, the thing it, it was the same kind of thing, yeah. you know, set up in the in the Arctic and the, the snow away from all civilization. There's nowhere to go. It kind of like that was that was one of the coolest things about that movie as well. I, I think something about, you know, these parts of the earth, like, you know, the desert and stuff like that, where you kind of get that feeling of like you're trapped, but you're really not. You just don't. There's nowhere to go. Uh, and the desert was something that I think was missed out on because that was one of the ideas that they had for Requiem was, you know, it wouldn't well it wouldn't have been requiem but you know what i mean avp2 mm-hmm. um was to to put it out in in it was either iraq or afghanistan i can't remember which one was relevant at the time but it would have been like a downed predator ship in the middle of one of those places and special forces guys rather than you know small town america and that could have been an interesting setting because i think one of the mini comics that came with one of the films Sandtrap, did that and it was actually pretty good wasn't that uh, the? I was going to say the new comic that's out now. Isn't it Predator? Is it um, Hunt Two? Uh, Predator Hunters Three is the Hunters one. Three, the one that takes place where it's kind of like because of the war and everything. That's what kind of brings them in. Yeah, that's a, just such a oh, cool no, concept. That, that, yeah, that that was two. Sorry, two two was Middle East. Yeah, that was three, the last three. Right? Is the one that's yep. out now. Well, halfway through. All of this reminds me of uh, Hadley's Hope, and then when they were coming in on those in those those uh, machines or whatever, it reminded me of Newt when Newt was with her parents driving to the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. When they go out exploring. The Wildcatters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there was a Jim, you know, start of Aliens reference there as well. With the light through the door. Yeah. Mm. This is uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie because it's setting up what is my favorite part of the movie, which uh, won't happen for a long time. But just knowing that that whale skeleton is there is enough to sustain me for the entire rest of this movie. Because uh, that queen is going to run through those fuckers and she's going to break it. So are the timings off? Are, where, where are oh, you right guys there. now? 
Also, the, yeah, the timing is off. So the the, the I, for me, the door just uh, the light went through the door just now. Okay, they right. open. Yeah. Yeah, so Aaron is doing the European version of this right now for our <laughs> European viewers. He's on the PAL version, so uh, so he will be able to see the future slightly, uh, which will be strange, and he will be on the metric system and drive on the other side of the road, and uh, it'll be great. I remember this being a problem when we tried to do our very first one, and then we realized that it was the formats, and I was like, uh, whatever. Again, this is a bit of a nod to aliens, them going through the... yeah. Yeah. Just needs a donut. Oh, actually, you know what? Train spotting. Oh, he's in Train Spotting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he he's is. In yeah, so you're many right. Films. He was also in Twenty Eight Days Later, I believe. Yep. How about that throwback selfie? <laughs> yeah, with the timer. The camera up, turning around. <laughs> <laughs> he's also in that Snowpiercer, which is a great film. God, I bought that on Voodoo. I still haven't watched it. Oh, it's amazing. You haven't watched that They're yet. They're about to like... release a show, a series, Snowpiercer series. With it's, directed by Ridley. it's directed by Ridley Scott. No. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. That's uh, Raised by Wolves, which I still want to see a trailer for. Raised by Wolves is like the new mutants of television shows. Like, I don't know when it's ever going to actually happen. They, they have announced like... a date for it. HBO Max. Um... They've already, oh, that's they've right. Already, they've already uh, hired rehired a lot of the crew for season two but when does it air when's the trailer I, 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 I will find out hang on because i know i HBO don't think Max it's just a, a release thing. Ago, yeah, HBO there, is, there, is, there is i'm sure there is really uh hang on, 20 oh no it looks like it won't be debuting with the start of hbo max which starts on the 27th May, but well, HBO Max starts on the 27th of May, but okay. it's looking like Raised with Wolves won't start then. No, they, no solid release date. It's just the release date that's for That's crazy. They, re- they, they wrapped so long ago. There's no reason yeah. for that. I mean, aside from a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't well, help. Uh, well, can we say the real missed opportunity in this movie? A penguin xenomorph. Uh, <laughs> <a> penguin morph. <laughs> There, there was barely room in the budget for a pred-alien pantheon. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fantastic. It'd be so cute. Just sliding around. <laughs> Just what you want. <laughs> I'd never wish death on a cute penguin like that. They would have let him live. That would be its great power, is it's too cute, so people would be like, oh, he That's can't right. be dangerous, right? This is a cool moment. Tell me when you get to the Wayland and Lex scene. We're watching the Predator suiting up right now. Out of all the Predator movies, I swear I still, these were probably the second of my least favorite costumes. Wayland's vaping over there in the... Uh... <laughs> I, I struggle with the costumes in this one because I think it's the skin. I don't think it appears moist enough often enough. Wow. Do you do you get like my thing? I really don't. I just think they look too bulky. Like, yes. When know, they're they're when like linebackers. The I think is when it's the worst. But when it's just Ian in the proper proportion suit, I think it looks nice. There's there's certain frames when it's just you know one predator where it, I think he looks good. 
I guess it comes. I guess it comes down to the thing where I mean, you're sort of supposed to understand it. And I guess the pre- the other Predator movie did the same thing, where like you know you got different kinds of subspecies and stuff. And I guess they kind of played it as, hey, these are these ones, these are these. But if you look at these costumes and you think about the now, of course, you know the original, which was you know Kevin Peter Hall, like he just there's nobody could he would look perfect in that that costume, the Stan Winston costume. Uh-huh. But like I guess you just sort of have to say like okay those are one type this is another type but like the the some of the spots where they're running and stuff they just look so lumbersome like you can't see them as this amazingly this amazing hunter you know what I mean yeah they look chunky yeah honestly yeah they do I mean and then you see further scenes in the movie like when he's like jumping up and kicking and doing all kinds of stuff and you think like how could something that be doing it's just like I said I I still love the way they look they're just not my favorite I I do love. Go ahead, Aaron. I was going to say, um, in, uh, on that subject, you know, when it does come to Requiem, one of its few, very few, um, you know, good elements is, is Ian in that film. And, you know, it is the wolf in that film because they do really lean that body down and, and he yes. brings his all in that performance in that film. I absolutely agree. You know, Aaron fucking loves Requiem. <laughs> top, top one film. <laughs> Guys, it's my favorite out of all of them. <laughs> I think Pizza Boy doesn't get enough credit. <laughs> Pizza. What I hey, love did about you, the... Did you hear about the actor? Wait, there was an actor playing that? Yeah. yeah <laughs> that was just some pizza was. guy they just grabbed. Is he dead? He went fucking crazy. It was like some sort of murder-suicide. <gasps> oh, yeah. That's right. He yeah. was Sons um, of Anarchy 2. I was going to say Sons of Anarchy was on. Yeah. I forgot about that. What I do love about the Predator, especially the first one, is how quiet they were, and I felt like they were really, they really took time to develop the creature so that he takes his time to hunt his prey. Whereas what I feel like the Predator has become is just this like tech and weapons, and as opposed to the silent, deadly hunter, I feel like that's really a thing of the past. Yeah, I love how deliberate the first. I feel like the first Predator film is is a, is a real masterpiece of eighties action sci-fi, and and I think part of that is because you're right, like it's paced very specifically, and you get a real sense that like the, that the Predator like sought them out, that he took time to prepare, that he was kind of outmatched in some ways because he wasn't from that planet, and that he had to kind of adapt to it, and he wasn't this sort of indomitable killing machine, which I think is really important because otherwise it gets you know boring. Um, and I have to say, one of the things that I think Hunting Grounds does so well is it, uh, like, it, it, you get a real sense of how hard it is to be inconspicuous when you're a predator because of, like, just how heavy they are and how large they are and, like, how the cloaking takes up energy and all these things. Like, it, it, they're not these perfect killing machines. They're killing machines that seek to be perfect by learning about their enemy and their environment. And they specifically seek out hard enemies in difficult environments to adapt themselves to fight. And I think when when the, when the character is done right, that's what you really see. Hey, can I ask a question, Aaron? And Michael, you probably know this too. Can we get an official pronunciation? Is it Yautja? Oh, I have no fucking idea. I, I go for Yautja. Yeah, you do the J. But I think yeah. Steve Perry said it was like Yautja or something yeah, like that. Yautja? I say Yautja. Yautja. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yautja. Yautja. Yautja scoops. <laughs> Zoinks. Scoop. <laughs> I stick with Predator. I hate the Yauja culture. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it either. 
the Yautja culture. Well, especially when you like, yeah. you see certain in groups people calling it. It's like, come on, shut the fuck up! Like, stop calling it that. <laughs> people get very picky about their predators. I gotta say, you no, know it would be interesting. Predator, they, they really do. If it was set like what? the Descent. Have you seen The Descent, which I find yeah, one of the most scariest films I've ever seen? Yeah. yeah, so scary. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> it's so scary. I'm thinking about it right now. Feel the load. I, I can remember the first time, feel the first time watching that movie and the part where the girl gets stuck, her backpack gets stuck. And that gr- like she's crawling through a tunnel and it gets stuck. And like all of a sudden you feel like you can't yeah. move. Oh, I hate that. Oh, oh. That's I'm claustrophobia. Yeah, I'm claustrophobic. I get so uncomfortable watching that movie. The only thing I can remember about Descent is watching it on a PSP. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was interesting. Aaron, are you in your 30s yet? I hit 30 last year. Oh, congratulations. Oh, no. Can your voice drop a little Welcome bit. To the re- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the rest of your life. Uh, Very clear aliens references here too. For our PAL users, they're just entering the temple <laughs> in the American dream. <laughs> I do love the. So you should be seeing the reliefs, shouldn't you, with the alien and predator in the little circle of death. Yeah, that's what it was just up. Yeah, I, I love those. I love that that logo that was used a lot for the film. See, this is kind of cool. Like uh, right now, with the scene with here where they have the uh, they have the queen, sort of like I guess you'd say like under their control. In like the the best Alien versus Predator comics, like that's what they did. They had yeah. a queen, and that's how they seeded the planet. Like so, this was a really cool yeah, scene exactly. To see that she was here. Can you imagine uh, if they went through all this and pulled her up, and it was the fucking satellite again? it's like uh, a nautical like steering wheel from that there was an earlier versions of the script they even had the uh, the scanning device from the original comic where where it was looking for the egg the queen eggs yeah yep now is that the same queen puppet from aliens no no it was resurrection i thought i read that somewhere it's the Resurrection Queen. But they use the same Every... mold from Aliens, though, right? I don't, I don't for all of it, but, but I'm, I, I think for, like for, for that part it is. But, but I, I think they're actually a little bit different. They made changes when they did Resurrection to allow more articulation points. Oh, great. I think I mean, they did they, some of it. They used the, uh, the rainbow crest. Remember the Alien Resurrection? The Queen had her crest had like that rainbow sheen to it. Oh yeah, uh, they, they oh, always well. like kind she of. She was brown. Way. She was brown as opposed to yep. black. Yeah. Everything was brown and wet in that movie. It was kind of like a toilet after Taco Bell, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, there's nothing scarier than raptor aliens. <laughs> True. When they when they roar and they and they have so the you same call your kind poops, of. Gotta watch those. They'll sneak up on you. The penitent man may pass. (laughs) 
I think he's hunting a penguin. <laughs> the goddamn penguin aliens. Sons of bitches. I ain't got time to squawk. <laughs> um, question. How canonical is this in terms of Predator? We, we know in where it sits with, with Alien, but, but in the Predator world, like how, how seriously are these films taken? Who fucking knows? Yeah, um, I, 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 <laughs> to well, me, it's like it's like a whole it's it's a whole like side movie universe by itself. I mean that that was the intent anyway. You know, they're all separate licenses, so they're all technically their own separate universes, but they all overlap in some fashion. I mean, AVPs referenced in the Predator, but the Predator's trapped anyway. So who really wants to remember the Predator? I hate the canon arguments anyway. I'm just curious why, how the sequel went so off the rails. Like, why couldn't they? I don't get it. Like, if this one was marginally successful, which it was, why not get this, you know, Paul Anderson to come back to do a sequel? Why get these hacks to do it? Yeah, I mean, seriously, how many, uh, how many, or uh, what is it, Resident Evils they do? He did three himself, didn't they? But yeah. they did like four, uh, six of them or something. The live actions, I don't know. It's a shame we didn't get Event Horizon Paul Anderson with us. Although they're remaking that. Are they really? Are they doing a TV or, show? Uh, yeah, it's a series. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Yeah, they are bulky, aren't they? Well, it's their winter yeah, weight. They're thick as fuck. <laughs> winter weight. <laughs> winter weight. He just—they—they they look bulky so season. bulky. They don't look comfortable. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like the masks are a little overwrought. Yeah, I feel I like a, a common mistake people make when they when they try to you know make a a, a believable gaucha is they they do <laughs> like all, all this like crazy shit on the mask. Yowza! Yeah. I really <laughs> like how the simplicity of the first one. So you don't you don't like the um the forward guy in this one i mean he's cool but he but he lacks the elegance you know well it's 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 a throwback to the original (laughs) predator mask it is you mean you mean ian white's predator kevin peter hall no but but are are you talking about the one that comes at the end of the movie or the one that we just saw the one the u.s version okay before the blank mask they had a different mask that was a lot like that one um, that they called the Gore, and that's sort of like a throwback to that one. Oh, yeah, because what, what, there... there's a couple in here, isn't there's a there's a Celtic one. Celtic's that guy, yeah, the, yep. the main, the leader. Scars. Sorry to belabor a point, but isn't also in Prometheus one of the um, the engineers that's in the tube also has his chest blown out? Yeah, all, all of them, other than the last one. Yeah. I have to say, my gold standard for Predator designs, for Yowza designs, is uh, is definitely uh, Judge Dredd versus Predator. To me, that is like the perfect looking Predator. It was a very cool design. It's it's all about yeah, like I said, the the way that the aesthetic and way they're drawn, it just look incredible. My like I Broken Tusk is always is always my favorite. That's the original Predator yeah, from the original AVP. Yeah. 
Although I'm, I'm not sure how well the alien skull on his chest should work, but yeah, I love that. Yeah, that would look kind. Of, that would definitely be a a bit of a, a bulky. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite is Ahab. Oh yeah, I forgot oh, about I, that. Yep, yeah. I agree I with you on that. I just got that figure. Mm, me too. Scarface so is good as well in Concrete yeah. Jungle. That was a fantastic game. That was one of my favorite games. I was super into that when it came out. I, I honestly can't remember if I finished it. Yeah, because that was uh, Concrete Jungle was the one that it had that uh, sort of like when you you didn't know you played the whole game and then how, you got to that one level and all of a sudden it was inside of a a, um, a lab and there was aliens and that, it kind of put the two together. That fucked me off so much. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was PS2, wasn't it? That drain or whatever. Yep. And hilarious. Xbox. What do you think of the Queen logo? It's hilarious. It's ridiculous. I like it. Well, it's about I branding, mean, a- Jamie. Aesthetically, it looks it's awesome, but it's like, oh hey, can someone carve up a queen? Embryo? They had a brand advisor. <laughs> they were like, we have to make sure this is aesthetically appealing. But the whole thing's reverence of what they're doing. I mean, this this is ego in itself, you know, the whole pyramid thing. Don't you think that sort of goes? Yes, you look, man, that, oh, that drives me crazy. They just, like, the way they walk, it's like they got humongous shoulder pads on. They just look huge. Like like I said, they look like linebackers. Michael, I'm pretty sure at this point you're body shaming the Predators. I'm, 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 I am. I'm telling you, this is the one movie that, like, I, my favorite form is the one from the original Predator where it's, it's the, the sleek, the tall, the thin, where you could see this thing going through from tree to tree and, and all kinds of stuff. And you see these guys and they're just like, it's like all powerhouse. It's like, you'd see all they would do is just literally it's hand to hand combat and we're not jumping around or anything like that. We're just hammering. I just, I, I don't know. It's all hand to hand combat and carb loading. It's like yeah. lots yeah. of pasta, <laughs> lots of punching. <laughs> I've got to get them carbs in. <laughs> and them some meat and potato boys. See, the, the bulky armor <laughs> argument as well is is kind of silly because it's like with the Queen as well. You know, the the mentality was, you know, they're fighting these badass fucking aliens with acid for blood. So they're bulking up with their armor. They've got more on, you know, they want more coverage. But half the stuff seems to be susceptible to acid, and then they've got random ass stuff that isn't. Yeah. That always pissed me off with the Queen. As smart as the idea is to try and use, you know, buy her and have the aliens acid bleed away everything, but it's dumb on the Predator's part. I love that this guy looks at this thing for like two minutes and knows, oh, it's a calendar here. Let me just switch these with my fingers. (laughs) I know. And he also knows everything that it says. He's like able to read the language fluently. Well, don't forget, he found that Pepsi cap. Yeah, he (laughs) he found his Pepsi Cola cap. So he's like, uh, he's a hardened. uh... He's an expert. (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me of Legends of the Hidden Temple for all you 90s kids listening to this. (laughs) 
What? Like I mean, I think what? overall the the concept of the movie is a pretty cool idea. Where it, it sort of says that you know that the the Mayans or whatever the, all these cultures, you know, sort of looked at the predators as gods because they would you know they'd come down from the heavens, and I think that's pretty cool to make them, you know, basically to make them that way. It's pretty neat. I mean, that story in itself, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Chariot of the Gods is always going to be an interesting kind of angle, I think, to explore. One of the reasons I really like Stargate, actually, because that leans very heavily on it. Oh, I, 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 I watched the original. I saw the original Stargate in theaters. Me too, man. I'll never forget yeah, that summer. Incredible. Ninety-four. When the right? fuck was that? God, you 94? old boys, you are. Yeah. Oh, ninety-five. God. Right? Yep. I yeah, I was still say, I'd, I'd been, I think I was about fourteen. <laughs> You're still in. Diapers, I was in right? diapers when I was nine. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was in diapers throughout most of my life. Damage when were you born? Eighty-eight, Patrick. Eighty-nine. Eighty-five. Eighty-five. Okay. <laughs> what I think, you know, I as I watch this, and certainly, obviously, it's entertaining, but I think. I realize that with these movies, with the alien movies, what they keep doing again and again is people with flashlights in dark places. That's what they've done over and over and over. And it kind of gets a little boring. Yeah, it was, um, well, Aaron, Aaron will know that when they did and with the original AVP comic, which is, was just it's a great story, great concept, the whole thing. It was neat. Cause there's some good parts in that comic series where like, they, you know, someone would stumble into somewhere dark, and it was just crawling with with Zenos everywhere, and it was just so neat because they weren't right off the bat out in the middle of everything. And it was neat the way they did it because it took your light and dark, and then once everything went to you know to hell, then all of a sudden, then they were out everywhere. Yeah, when the, when just, the pilot stumbles oh, into the, pilot, the cargo oh, hall, oh, yeah. the cargo bay. Yep, that was it. That that was the oh shit moment. I actually have the uh, I have a. Uh, like a, a poster, a one-off of that from the uh, from that comic, I got a long time ago, and it's probably still one of my best best drawings. That scene. There, there was a lot of good panels in that. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot of good panels. Question though, are you into the watercolors of the original, or do you like the the digital coloring of the, the modern? No, versions? I like the the old school. Yeah, I I prefer the watercolor. Although she was, she was, that was Monica Livingston. She was responsible for another comic that is not quite so universally loved piece of trash that is a female war. Earth oh, war. yeah. She did the colors on that. Those oh, also look they... like the resurrection eggs, too. Yeah, they come. They are. They are. Yeah. Super huggers. Yeah. The so, petals. The Matrix. So, have you got to the flashlight bit there yet? No, but we're getting close to the bullet time sequence, which I'm. Yeah. Very excited about. Oh. But if if I remember rightly, I think there it is. That... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dodge this. <laughs> there was a line, there's a line in that sequence that I always it was stuck in my head because of the trailers, and it was um, what did you say this room was called? And then there's a pause and a load of dramatic stuff happens in the trailer, and then it's sacrificial trailer, and everything kicks off. That was always stuck in my head, and I think that sequence is the first time since Alien that you actually see a transparent egg. 
With the flashlight shining through it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. I can't remember if they did it in Covenant. Did they, did they do Transparent in Covenant? No. I don't think so. No, they didn't. The eggs were not the eggs we see now, or the eggs no, that you no. know, we're used to. The reason is, in Covenant, everything was new for the first time. Everything they did was different. There were no callbacks of previous films. It was unique. <laughs> Anybody who says otherwise is a fucking idiot. Do you know how uh, you know how long this had for post production? This movie, in my extensive research for for this film, I went to the IMDb (laughs) trivia page and I looked some stuff up. How long do you think this took in post? Didn't have long. It was like what? Hang on, I I can work this out shortly. October. I'll give you a clue. Okay, it was shot in two and a half months, so pretty pretty normal, quick but normal timeline for shooting, right? But it had the quickest overall productions timeline of any major film released in 2004. They were filming, I think, October, November time. And it came out in August. So six, six or seven months. That was the quickest uh, impregnation I've ever seen. Well, who knows how much longer this is, though? Tell that to my wife. Uh, you don't know how much longer uh, like what the time jump was from when she was facing well it's less than 10 minutes because the pyramid shifts um oh every 10 Uh, minutes yeah that's right you can actually measure this one it annoyed the fuck out of me super one there covenant pushed this even, even worse yeah I, i don't know how what's his name was even impregnated by that face hugger Oh, this you know is what? I, I, asked, isn't it? I asked. I asked him. It was acid. The acid what, did the, it. Yeah, I remember because he was one of the ones I chatted to at one of the press junkets, and um, I was like, "So, how, how did that work?" And Demian Bashir said it was the acid. I'm not really? sure. I, I really believe that, but you know, whatever. Nobody really thought about the third act of Covenant. That's interesting. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just give you the answer, okay? So, Aaron, you were very close, okay? It was four months total post-production. So the entire production schedule for this film was just over six months, which is crazy considering the budget it had, how many people were involved with it, the fact that it was you know tied to two different franchises. Uh, basically, from the beginning of pre-production to wrapping and editing and putting the color grading together and putting it out in a digital distribution, it was six and a half months. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. I that's another thing I tend to give the film a pass for because I've always I always knew it was quick. But I'm shit for remembering exact things like that. But I've always known it was quick. I've always known it was done on the cheap. And um I oh always appreciate just how good looking it is for how much it cost and everything they did with it like that. I mean, well, and I think that's that's why Paul W. S. Anderson gets the work that he gets, you know, is is uh, is he turns shit around and makes a profit well, on it, whether it's it, great or not. You know, that's a separate issue. But his, Ridley Scott. The, the whole reason <laughs> he got this job was because he came into the pitch with his fucking budget considerations already there. That's right. And they only had they could only afford like two of the fucking big ass torches. You should notice you'll never see more than two of the big uh, halogen torches, I think they are. For the non-PAL viewers, uh, Aaron is talking about flashlights. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, fair enough. 
<laughs> Bloody cultural differences. <laughs> Speak the Queen's English. <laughs> There's huge statues of the Predator there. Crazy. It's vanity. It's all about vanity. I never I remember being. I remember being really excited about the the bit where the predator jumps across the the hall and cloaks mid-flight. Yeah. Um, I remember the FX supervisor just completely talking up that sequence during a lot of the um, you know a lot of the pre-release stuff because it was cloaking as it was jumping over and at the time that was like so hard and impressive for them to pull off. <laughs> I think this is pretty cool. This is kind of leading up to the uh, sort of like the Dallas moment. Yeah, the tunnel sequences. And the gun on the slime, same way. Mm hmm. I think the, the, these were actually airsoft guns, you know. From Wolf really? Armories in London, yeah. I remember reading that somewhere. Like That's a, a major famous. passion of yours, right, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. I'm very, very into pretending to be a soldier in the middle of some. <laughs> hey, don't feel bad. I'm a paintball guy, so you're all right. Okay, well, I know it could be worse. <laughs> Vaping. There's Waylon. He's uh, got his jewel. Yeah, it could be a vapor. It could be. <laughs> Probably got some cotton candy or passion fruit in that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> grapefruit flavored. <laughs> See, this part of the movie to me drags so hard, and I don't know exactly like why, but because it, it shouldn't, because there's like you know a lot going on, right? There's a lot of action. There's the stakes are very high. There's a lot of really cool set pieces, but every time I put this on, this is the part where I kind of tune out. And uh, I don't know what do you, what do you guys think? Like, it, does this part of the movie work for you, or am I uh, alone in that? What do you think? No, I totally agree with you. It does because when it when it gets into this this maze area, it just it, it like it drags on because they're waiting for it to constantly change and waiting for it to change, and it just sort of slows it down. It but could I think do I know without what the doing. first guy in the tunnels as well. But yeah. what they're doing though is sort of taking a cue from prior films and going quiet a little bit. Like it's they're, they're, they don't know what's there. They don't know where how to get out. I, I get what they're going for. It might not be successful, but I think it's a daring thing to do in a film like this. I suppose it's trying to emulate aliens in, in the whole up and down sensation of the pacing. But you know what it's missing, though? I For whatever reason, and this is something that Jamie and I just talked about a couple of days ago uh, on an episode that will either air before or after this on Alien Day. By the way, again, happy Alien Day, people listening to this right now. Um, is uh, is James Cameron's uh, overlapping tension arcs and how much of an influence that was on Scott Sigler, who I know, Aaron, you also talked to him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, this idea that the reason why Aliens works so propulsively is because there's never really resolution before something else picks up. So even as it dips down and you get that sense of kind of stasis, there's other things that like are kind of bubbling below the surface that start to percolate back up again. And I think there's a set like, I, so like this should be working better. But I think the stakes aren't high enough because we, we, I guess we don't really care very much about any of the characters other than Lex. And also because like there's, the stakes are very one-dimensional, right? Like the stakes are basically just that they're trapped and there's monsters near them, right? Yeah, that's fair. There's not much to like live or die for. There's not, you know, there's not really big stakes for the characters personally right now other than survival. 
they're not really going through any kind of like a change as a character. I suppose Wayland's got his old legacy thing going off here as well. You know, he will go for that shoulder cannon later. I think Wayland's just waiting for the right vape company to invest in. Huh. I love the quiver of the lips. Yep. The, that's awesome. Yeah, me too. See, I actually really like this the resurrection aliens in black. I don't like them in the brown, but yeah, I like I, mean, I like yeah. them in this in this black. I actually feel like kind of this film was the beginning of the alien looking like itself again. You're right, Patrick. I think it's there is this sort of point A to point B thing going on that's not really there's no real story about what they're doing. They're just sort of there. Even in Predator in the first film, which is on its face a very kind of, you know, two dimensional, straightforward kind of point A to point B survival movie, the characters all have different arcs going on within that. Like and they're established really quickly up front why they're different, what their weaknesses are, you know, like who's sort of bloviating, who might be stronger than they appear to be. And so like as things are happening to them and they're reacting differently, we're kind of watching to see what their individual character arcs are going through in addition to the actual tension arcs of the story and what they're up against. How, Whereas how here funny, I feel like oh, sorry. Go ahead, no, 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 go ahead. You say, how funny is it the character of Maxwell that just got roped up into the net and you see the net pulling tight and like start to cut him into pieces also died in, in the original. He's also the same guy that died in, uh, what is Resident it? Evil. Uh, oh, other movie. Evil. I'm trying to think Resident Evil. He dies the exact same way. Yeah. They was deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. That must've been intentional as Anderson having some fun. Although I do like the wrist mounted, um, net gun in this one, which you never see again. What do you guys think of the, um, I suppose this is more for those of you who stuck with the old AVP games and stuff, the green alien vision compared to the red from the games. Yeah, yeah pretty cool. Actually, it took me a while to get to like it because I was so used to the, the electro vision, but I actually quite like it now. I think it works well. Although the, the red. That was the, that was the poster right there. Yeah. 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 So right now, uh, you know, we're seeing the the sort of showdown where the where the grid alien spikes a predator. And yeah, that that moment is like pretty iconic and I think really well handled musically. It's that's a good filmmaking moment. And and from here to the end of the movie, I'm like totally hooked on it again. I'm like, all right, here we go. And I, I think that I think the fight actually really is how alien and predators fight should go, you know. Um, Chopper, Gil, whatever, lost to his lack of focus, and the alien won to its its stealth. And then as the fight progresses, and you know, Celtic's been an arrogant bastard, taking his time, and loses for that. And then later on, you know, Scars making a shooting gallery out of everybody. That's how it should be. You know, the predator should be winning at range. The alien should be using that stealth. And coming out better in close quarters. I I do genuinely think this one is really well balanced. Yeah, Even I agree. The fight's a little on the dodgy side, you know, with the writhing around on the floor and that really bad shot of the alien flicking yeah. its tail and and uh, 
them not knowing not what to do with its hands kind of moment. Right, and the fat predator. Body shaming. Body shaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm particularly sensitive to this now. You know, I've I've gone up three pounds during this uh, quarantine. <laughs> the quarantine fifteen. Quarantine snackies. Was Alec uh, or Tom Woodruff Jr. in the suit for this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm not Although a, a lot of that fan. part was uh, an animatronic. Okay. I'm not a fan <laughs> of Tom in the suit. <laughs> To be clear, Tom Tom was not in the suit when he was being helicoptered around and smashed into pillars. That was that was probably. I think that was CG. Yeah, that was CG. <laughs> I was surprised he was as tall as you as you said, Jamie. I didn't. I had no idea that he was six oh, five. He's, yeah, he's really tall. That's fucking massive. Aaron, have you met the guys? I I have not. No, I, Adam. Um, aka Ridge Stop had that pleasure. Got it. Yeah, the Xenos look terrific in this movie. And Grid as an identifier, I think, is really good. I, I love that that notion of distinguishing features. I really like the music in the bit when um, Scar's going for Wayland as well. I think that's it's quite a few tracks in this one that I really like. That's a great scene right there. Yeah, this Gr- this is fucking sick. It's great head too, Predator's nothing. <laughs> I just like that too because before this movie came out, everyone was like, oh, it's not even going to be a fight. The predators are this, the predators are that. Yeah, we have the alien just wiping them out. And then the predator returns the favor later on. Right. Scar, Scar being competent. Just like Prometheus. This is one of the coolest scenes, though, because the whole idea with the the predator is that they want they only want to hunt the best. Yeah. And this, the fact that he looks at him and he sees that he's sick and he's just like he's not worth it. Uh-huh. It's so cool. Throw That's the same way they did. Uh, well. Was it Predator Two when the the one yeah, the cop is uh, pregnant? Yeah. He picks her up and she's like, yep. nope. <laughs> I like it. it is also eerily reminiscent of Prometheus. Oh, now you suck. Don't turn your back on me. I, I have no idea if you've gone past that bit, though. <laughs> Wayland just got it. He's just falling yeah. down the street. Yeah, that, that that bit at the bottom, you know, with, with Scar coming through the um, 
the door. That was the first teaser image of that film. Mm. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. I had to. I had the. Uh, I actually had the novelization because uh, I was still mm. in school at the time. And the novelization, <coughs> this and and inside they used to always give you like four or five color pages from the movie, and that was the first one. I stayed up all fucking morning before school reading that book. Mm-hmm. I remember waking up at like four fucking a.m. to get through it. I need to reread. The that. most impressive part is that Aaron was in kindergarten at the time. <laughs> I'll have you know I was Crawling. 14 slash 15 years of age. Thank you. You old bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's talking to you, Jamie. Well, you know, when Patrick said that um, Jamie was having technical <laughs> issues, uh, my response was old people and technology, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good shot right there. You know what? I'm going to make a controversial opinion, okay? Oh, That's not really controversial, but I, what I think is that this movie would be a lot better if they spent less time in this structure that they're in because it gets pretty monotonous, I got to say. It's kind of hard to tell like where exactly we are or what we're looking at. The lighting never really changes. The color palette is kind of the same you know, until they get outside again. And I think that it kind of makes it drag a little bit. I agree. I would disagree because I think they make distinctive different rooms to show the, uh, you know, the layout of the place. And I was always find the pyramid interesting. You know, that was always one of the things I said about moving it into space. You're just making a pyramid on some other fucking planet. And uh, you could have reworked it. This is one of the where this is one of the coolest scenes because where he gets marked as I guess they consider that blooded when you're like you become a you know a hunter is so cool because that's like a total throwback to the original Predator comic. Mm-hmm. With the lightning bolt. Yep. And I, I love it when the alien tries to sneak down on him as well, and Scar does the whoop, yeah that quick flick face, and and the the double flick of the the shurikens as well. I always thought that was cool. And again, it shows show Scar being competent. You know, the alien's doing what the alien should do and um, be stealthy, and Scar still manages to sense it's there and, and take it out. Although I like, I like to think that blooding's just something certain clans do. Yeah. I don't like the idea that the jungle hunter's a, a child, like Paul Anderson was um, sprouting. See, even here, the the predators look different. See, like just the like the the, part, the temple part, mm-hmm. they look, they still look bigger, but they they look a lot. Like I said, though, this when this scene's being taken place, everything is covered in, you know, jungle and stuff too. It would have been nice to have seen the original Cambodia opening, with the was it like three thousand BC, where it's some like Aztec warriors stalking through a jungle. And some aliens attack them in the forest. Oh, yeah. Some of this music sounds like Resurrection. That's such a cool scene. Yeah. I always think of... There's a trailer in various, like, Fox Blu-rays from around 2010. 
and it's like trying to promote blu-ray as a format and stuff and it gets to a the showing like all the cool scenes from like the day after tomorrow and die hard four and all stuff like that and it gets to a clip from the simpsons movie where homer goes <laughs> and um, now for the money shot and it clip it cuts to that clip from avp yeah the pyramids yeah. yeah i remember that exact fucking promo you're talking about oh he's made me smile that did <laughs> I'm just amazed at this guy being an you know an archaeologist. How incredibly uh, inept he is in predator culture. Yeah, I was about to say that. I, I was actually going to ask if, if I feel like I'm missing something. But at some point, he becomes like so fluent in what's going on that he's like seems like he's been studying it like academically for a long time. And uh, I don't understand that at all. Like well, he, he knows he absolutely say something, everything. Something in there like that. All the all the cultures were all connected and yes. sort of trying to figure out how they were connected. It's like this is supposed to be like a root culture of the Egyptians, the Aztecs, the um, Cambodians. Oh, yeah, right. The Grand Pepsi-Colians. <laughs> the Pepsi-Colians. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> this is like the only guy I felt bad for in this, in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I still hold out hope that one day we'll see a a uh, one of the uh, like the egg morphing scenes again. Yeah, well, it was in prototype, so it did make its way back into the law recently. Just such an awesome scene, uh, an eerie, scary, but just an awesome scene. I think Verheiden actually holds the distinction of being the only character to be conscious while his face hugged as well. Just going back a little bit. I think that's what you just got bast. Did you say Verheiden, Aaron? Yeah, I, I'm fucking I, confused. I, I never know how to pronounce bloody names. <laughs> Seriously, remembering names in general and how to pronounce them is is awful for me. I think it's for Haydn. I'm just going to start saying that again. Just say what you want, mate. I'm yeah. Nobody nobody listens to me anyway. I'm going to say I'm going to say Yautja, and I'm going to say for Haydn. Yautja. Yautja. Who knows? It's just weird that this character knows like everything. So he's he's like, if this doesn't turn within ten minutes, we will be you know, sacrificed to the gods of the. He just like knows so much shit, and uh, and he's just. But I guess a reason why I think this movie might not be as good as it could be is because you basically have just this kind of walking exposition machine the whole time <laughs> that is just somehow able to tell everything that's going on to the audience, right? Whereas if we could kind of see it, and it, it might be a little bit more powerful as opposed to just sort of being, you know, told. I think the thing is, we, we know it we know it all anyway at the end of the day. Anybody familiar with it does. Right, right. His nickname was Ex- Ex- Exposition Boy for a lot of people, actually. That was well, the whole point I mean, of his character. <laughs> if you think about I mean, this is a PG-13 film. They're trying to cater to everyone. So what do the... Uh, oftentimes the masses... This is the, These are the films the masses go and see. Films that show you and tell you at the same time. 
Um, yeah. So that make sure that you're following along, you know. It, it, it basically what they did is they they shot a movie so that if you've never seen an aliens movie and you've never seen a predator movie, they explained yeah. it pretty much in picture, sort of caught you up. Yeah. It, it was an in for a lot of people. This this film. So there's a a moment there where uh, where she asks him, you know, how do you, how you say scared shitless in Italian? And his response is, Non vedo l'ora di uscire di questa pirmide con te perché mi sto cadendo addosso. Which do you know what it means? It's, it's nope. something like so scared he could shit his pants right now. It's basically saying I want to get out of this period because I'm shitting my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I knew pants were involved in some fashion. They always are. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to Stargate, that was another thing that I liked about Atlantis was there was a Czech character in that. And whenever there was some... He got pissed off or frustrated. He used to go off in a tirade that was just pure filth in Czech. (laughs) (laughs) I love Stargate, guys. Yeah, I'm getting a sense of that. (laughs) Just a a bit. I have never seen it. Really? The movie was great. I I didn't like the shows. It was a you're show. Well, you're welcome a to be wrong, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> there are several shows, right? Aren't there three different iterations of Stargate? Yeah, and a cartoon. Atlantis. SG One Atlantis SG1. Universe. And then talking Infinity. about rebooting it again, actually. And they did a digital the series, Stargate didn't they? Yeah, better. yeah. The digital series wasn't good. Oh, MacGyver in it. Yeah, MacGyver. Well, MacGyver was in yeah the series. Yeah, the was actor it? was the, the play yeah. MacGyver. Yeah, Richard Richard Dean Anderson. That is a that is a fandom that I have no uh, awareness of or interest in. No, I'm with Jamie. I like the movies. I never watched the show. Yeah, the movie was awesome. Again, you're welcome to be wrong. (laughs) You know, I think would have been been such a cool storyline for this. Would them have to been taking the uh, the sort of like uh, Machiko the way she was in the comics, and sort of had you know the character go with them. You know that would have been so, that was probably one of the coolest thing about that story is the way that you know she went and then f- ended up going with them and had to go through the trials and fit in. And then she sort of had to turn her back on them and go back to humanity. It was yeah. such a cool, a cool well, way to do her character because she played like so many different. Like she was in this in the beginning, the first comic, she was kind of like the strong, but didn't get there till you know everything kind of hit the fan, and then sort of had to go with them and only be strong. And then she, just just a cool female character. But I think Lex is very, very close to that. Yeah, uh, I really like Lex, but I never found her really worthy of the team up, which was my problem with the team up. You know, she she flukes her way into that kill. You know, happened to lift the spear up, and the aliens happy enough to jump on it. Whereas Lex genuinely earned it, and it felt natural and right. Uh, Machiko, sorry, genuinely intended. You mean it Machiko? Felt, yeah. yeah, yeah. It felt natural and right. Well, but she did. But she did put the spear there, you know. Yeah, you know, conveniently there, pulled up at the right angle for it, and yeah, that none of the acid just splatter all over, poured out. Yeah, that 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 is that is suspension of disbelief. I love the xenomorphs look so good. You see that the texture on the skin there. That's that's more anima, uh, more shots of the animatronic as well. You know, ADI's creature work. Is always fantastic. I like oh, yeah. the uh, 
I do like, however, too, that the uh, the skull is kind of clear, so you can see the underlying ridges. Uh, That's pretty cool, too. What did you think of that idea? Because I know not a lot of people love the notion of using alien armor as armor. I th- I think it's quite smart. Yeah, um, I agree. They did in the they yeah I was gonna say they did that in the comics. I think that's kind of where it originated from. You know, like how the, they the inside they can the acid hurts them, but on the outside, yeah, mm. I think it's pretty cool. It makes sense. It seemed logical. <clears throat> Guys, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm lie not sure about the tail spear though. My playback stopped, and I don't know what's happening right now. But I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until it comes back again, <laughs> and then I'm gonna figure out what's happening. I think I think I think uh, my wife just turned on Grey's Anatomy downstairs. But I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick one up. Hour and just, just tell me right now. Okay, yeah. One, you are you on an hour? Yeah. I've ten minutes. It's gone ten minutes ahead of you guys. Really? How is it possible? Uh, I don't know. This is ridiculous. How how time is a universal yeah, I'm, constant, I'm guys. One, I'm at one eleven twenty five. I'm yeah. twenty eight twenty nine. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I think it's funny that scene where they where he kills it. And then all the the uh, the guts spill out and start going through the ground. It's just like in Resurrection. Mm. Uh, they did the uh, yeah. Resurrection did their the kill and everything kind of plopped out and fell through the floor. I always like seeing it when the acid actually has an effect on the environment. You know, if if we do get another game um, at some point, you know, I would love to see destructible scenery where the acid affects the environment that's that's around it. You know, Bad Company Two style. I was I was always a big fan of the game Extinction. Yeah, with the squad based. Yeah, yeah. I think AVP was begging for RTS ever since StarCraft proved it could be done. Yeah, it'd still be nice to have a proper one. You guys ever play AVP two? Oh yeah, I think I are you that fucking one. kidding me? <laughs> there was there was From a really good yeah. Well, two thousand two, I think. Sorry, but there, was, well, I played it in two thousand four. I was obsessed with that game. It was a really good custom um, sort of map project that was trying to replicate all this. You know, the, the rotating, the shifting pyramid, and and everything like that, and it was fantastic. Even did a single player mission where it was going down into the pyramid. That's sweet. Well worth a look at if you still got the game installed. I never don't have AVP two installed. And you still play you you still play twenty ten sometimes, right, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. Every now and again. I play them all every now and again. 2010 didn't get enough love, in my opinion. I really do love this character of Lex. She's really different than the other leads. She's her own character. You don't, I don't really compare her to Ripley or anybody. She's just, she is who she is. 
she's yep. she's not she's not frustrating like Shaw. You know, she doesn't have the same character Ripley character arc as like Daniels does. Yeah, she is very much her own. She's really even intelligent. even if she is kind of like Machiko, but you know, she's not. That's not well known enough. I think it's I think it's funny how quickly they changed this chamber. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's already. What's the, uh, what's the time stamp? I, I just got my internet back. Um, what, what, where are you guys right now? One fourteen forty seven. One fourteen forty seven. Okay. See, we're actually on the same time. Wait, so have you just had the bomb throw? No, um, she just entered the chamber. Yeah. Got it. So oh she, my god, I'm I'm so just seeing Sebastian then. Yep. I'm on the exact same time frame, but I'm completely. What the fuck? Crazy. Is <laughs> what I'm saying, Aaron? Is you're using metric seconds. I do like the hive um, set work in this as well. Yeah, it's really nice to see an actual alien style hive. I love how even in death, Sebastian is fucking giving expositional (laughs) hints as to what's going on. Know it all, douchebag. That's a cool scene there. (laughs) It's too late. It's inside me. This is how they gestate. I was impregnated (laughs) seven minutes ago. And the blood-free chest burster when you get it. Yeah, they've all been blood-free, or the first. Hmm. Though I do actually like that moment for the scar, you know, a bit of character. What kind of gun is that? Desert, Desert Eagle. Eagle. Yep. Yeah, Desert Eagle, that's what I thought. It's nice. <clears throat> so poor Ewan Bremer's character should have broken his wrist firing that thing off earlier. Oh, here's yeah. the here's the here's the flick of the wrist. Done. I think that that's such a cool little moment of character for Scar. At the time, this was the most complicated animatronic model ever created. It had three times the moving parts of the T Rex in Jurassic Park. Really? Yeah. Sweet. And about the Queen. Or the yeah, the Queen. Not, not Elizabeth. <laughs> so right. I'm, I'm not a particularly proud, proud British person. So <laughs> <laughs> proud human in general. <laughs> you guys remember the David's Lab short that came out like nine months ago? We did an episode on it. Yep. Signs of life. Yeah, signs of life. Yeah. I, I, I got, I got. A, I got a big flashback to that from watching that, you know, the digital transparencies just now. But also, like, that was such a strange, like, one-off thing. I think they filmed it and forgot about it. Because that, that was on the YouTube space set, weren't it? And that was back when they were doing all the original promotion for the, the home release. Right. They just found it in the archives and released it. 
Still a cool short, though. I enjoyed that. There's a total... See, that, that's a little bit of nod to the original Predator movie. Uh, the ugly son of a bitch line. Yeah. Yeah, hate it. Hate it. And the, and the thing is, they do it in every freaking Predator <coughs> movie. They have to say it. Every one. And I, the thing that really gets me is they pause the action to get the lines out as well. So, you know, they have it all paused so she can throw it out and wink at yep. the, the screen. I just don't think that I don't understand like these writers. They think they're being clever, you know, constantly like, oh, let's use a line like we get it. It's called yeah. Alien or it's called Predator. You know, like we get it. Do something new. It's like, yeah, they're right into the like, hey, let's put this in. They'll never expect it. And, like, every fan goes to the movie and you're just sitting there going, well, I'm waiting for this scene to come up. Even that uh, Covenant short film where they're all, all the crew, the ship, they're on the ship about before they sort of take off on their on their journey. And uh, Tennessee goes, the food's not that bad, baby, you know. Uh, yep. I tend to think it's them having fun, though. I could totally see Danny McBride being fucking giddy as hell. Like, it's like when we quote along to the films. I still hate it, but, you know. I still have not been able to find the uh, that film that's on the, the 4K where it shows Daniel sitting in that seat and she's having test questions asked to her or something. Oh, Phobos, I think yeah, is what I that one's called. I can't find it. I have the 4K steel box and I don't know where it is. Danny McBride, his character is one of my favorite. I like Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, me too. I think I think he pulled that off really well. Was it Cameron who used to say things like, you know, the best dramatic actors are really oh. good comedic actors? Is this where everybody got pissed off because they changed the face of the predator? Yeah, they added like some extra teeth. The and, teeth, yeah. yeah. It's still pretty scary though. That's a oh, yeah, that's good. Thing. I mean, just it's like, yeah. I don't like the mandible flaps, the flappy skin. You know, we got to stop the body shaming the predators, guys. Okay? <laughs> Look, he's definitely on the gas. They Besides they pulled him. it off much better with Wolf. Well, just you know, second time around, it was bang on. But like, even the eyes, the eyes look like human eyes. They don't look like, I don't know. It's just something. I am. I'm shaming. I just don't understand why every movie doesn't matter what series or franchise they have to change it again and again. Let's change it. Let's change it. Let's do something else. Stop doing that. Make Mm -hmm. a good movie. You don't need to change it. It, They got the best oh shit face ever. Yeah. Oh Patrick, here comes your favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the oh shit face. I love the fucking Oh, sound. yeah! Yep. <laughs> I just think it's cool how he's like, oh, man, he's like, I just threw everything I have at this thing and did nothing. Yeah, 
I love how the queen is roaring like a fucking bear for some reason. <laughs> it's like Jaws 4 when it jumps out of the water. <laughs> yeah, line. it's pulling a Jaws 4. <laughs> oh, this is so cool. My timestamp right now is about 122.50. Um, so yep. for anybody whose yep. timestamp is that, yep. we're about to get the greatest part in the history of cinema, which is the fucking whale skeleton. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Puts the whale in Wayland. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Check out. I will say skeleton. for CGI though, the, the queen actually does look pretty cool. She's all right. She looks great. Oh, there's the the nod to the uh, power loader. Did you see that? Yeah. The tail comes in and it swipes in past through her the face uh, one the, way the and then the other yeah. way. That's the nod to. Oh, totally. There. See how he was like he's all like super jumping through the air and stealthy, and then he lands and he's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Jump. I know he's like shit, but I don't remember those those things on the queen's back in Aliens. Backpipes. The dorsal spines? Yeah, not like, like that, they, though. I mean, they're certainly there. But I you think know what? I have to agree with Jamie. I don't either. Age. They're on the NECA figure because they were a pain in the ass to put on. Just like that, though? They look just like that? Yeah. Probably not exactly with, you know, like you were saying earlier, how they change things every time, but... This There's one's your... supposed to be older, so they designed like a bit different elements with that justification. The bishop moment. I, for me, my favorite bits of the queen or the alien are whenever they get close up to the practical. The CG's cool, but I really feel like these creatures live best when they're practical. Oh, yeah. Yeah, always. This is like the reverse. For me, it's practical or straight-up claymation. I think, you know, <laughs> claymation works best. Like kind of Wallace and Gromit style. Wallace and Grum is good shit. <laughs> it's good shit. We I love those. Did you ever see the one with the bunny werewolf? The were bunny? The, yeah, that was the, that was the actual theatrical one they did. Yeah. yeah. That's a terrific film. Oh god, it's been a few years since I've seen that. Also has see many the, throwbacks to Prometheus. Did you see the Predator Christmas special one? Yeah, that was so funny. I really enjoyed <laughs> yeah, that yeah, one. That's a special feature on this disc, isn't it? Yeah. a cool scene yeah we have no way she has no idea it's there there was supposed to be a moment where scar tried to like put his knife to his chest there to show her that you know the pred alien was inside huh. 
See, look at them there. You can't. Oh. I just don't like it. The elder's still too bulky for you. I think he just goes overboard when, like, his ass cheeks visibly clap when he walks. <laughs> <laughs> his thighs rub together. <laughs> Prejudice is a thick. Well, they're definitely not being tested with steroids. No. She's not cold anymore. No. That's no. <laughs> right. There's a conveniently parked um, Hagland thing there for her. It's all fine. She's got some of those like hot hand things in her. She's going to return to the ship thing. where nobody's there. <clears throat> yeah, that's a really cool shot of the ship. I like seeing the little Predator One ship tucked away under the um, under the sides of it. good design it's really good design yeah. it's a fresh design i like seeing that like you know what the funny thing is out of all the things in prometheus that everybody that we we, we mess around with i will say like the design for the ships and the shots in the movie are incredible you mean prometheus or for this yeah, prometheus Prometheus. oh it's gorgeous there's no it's one of his best looking films ever i just wish they'd have gone with the old magellan I mean, idea where it was a beat up prospector ship I, this is my favorite scene. I can remember sitting in the theater when this happened. And I went, "No." That's what everybody was waiting for. You know, yeah. you can't you can't do an AVP film and not have the Pred Alien in it. I mean, it's the love story at the heart of the war story. <laughs> you know, they come together and they make something beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we supposed to clap or something now? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Yowza. That was fun. Really Well, thank was. you, guys. That, that was, was a good time. Mike Richardson Yowza. produced it. Sorry? Yowza. <laughs> Did it say <laughs> screenplay be, and story by uh, Dan O'Bannon and Ron Chessett? Or is it based on Yes. No. So, they worked oh, on was, this? That, no, that was a whole thing. Basically, Anderson admitted that it was inspired by the original draft of Alien because of the yeah. pyramid. Yeah, yeah. And the Writers Guild of America made him give them a story credit for it. Well, I didn't know that. I'm not sure how well known that story is. Well, it's going to be very well known now at the <laughs> very end of this commentary track. This is going to go viral. People don't listen to the credits um, or watch the credits. You know this. <laughs> That's true. I used well, to thank work you guys for joining. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, this has been great. Oh, you did? I always, yeah. I always wanted to. And there was nothing more fucking annoying than those two arseholes that would stay and watch the end of the credits. <laughs> I'm definitely one of those guys. Uh, we just, they just want yeah, to get in one clean. Of Anyway, well, see, sorry. I'm smart enough. What I do is I go online and I like I find out ahead of time, like, hey, is there anything you should watch for or stay for? So I don't look like that one guy mm. that just sits there for nothing. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about before the days of Marvel and credit oh, scenes. Okay. That was my first job outside, out of uh, college, school. 
I mostly want to stay long enough to know whether or not any animals were harmed in the making of the film. If I can get that far, then I'm like, okay. No, your mom was not harmed. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Poor Mrs. Green. Oh, my God. I think her her last name now is Mrs. Dennis. What? (laughs) That's a terrifying thought. That's okay, son. (laughs) <laughs> Daddy? <laughs> well, I hope everybody has wonderful alien days. Yes. Uh, yes. This has been a great time. I, I got to say, it's one of the only times we ever uh, have recorded an episode, at least, you know, in the U.S. in the daytime. And uh, it's been it's been surreal and very fun. And uh, and I, I really I really hope you know we were mentioning uh, on the other episode that may or may not have already aired by the time you hear this um, how different this Alien Day feels this year because of just where the world is where the franchise is where the studio is um, you know coming off of this amazing 40th anniversary year where everything was kind of going right and into this real period of uncertainty and I just want to say like. Uh, I, I just feel really lucky that I have friends like this that I can just like hop on, you know, last minute and record uh, a wonderful, ridiculous commentary track for this movie that we all kind of like <laughs> to do yes. it and put it out there and like maybe make some people laugh. And um, I, we're we're just we're lucky people, so let's try to remember that. Absolutely, agreed. All right, see you guys. All right, you guys. thanks everybody. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye.